Hello there, my name is Michael Gobier, and this is the First Day Podcast. Join Leanne Hello, my co-host, and myself as we talk about the mental health impact of divorce. Sure, it's not a sunny topic, but it affects millions of people every year, from children to the splitting participants. I want to thank our live stream commenters, too. They engaged so honestly and personally when we recorded this show. So we thank everybody in the First Day Pod community for continuing to share and not be afraid of self-expression. The more we express openly and honestly, the more likely it is that we can reduce any type of stigmas related to mental health in a public setting or any type of circumstance. Now, here's the First Day Pod. Welcome in! It's the first day pod! We made it! They said we would not make it, but we made it. Is that Who amazing? Said? I don't know. Somebody. Didn't someone say something? Oh, man. Okay. Yo, this is the first day podcast. I'm Michael Govier at MJ Govier. G-O-V is in Victor. I-E-R. And of course, my co-host, Leanne Hello at Be The Hugger. Oh, yeah. That one, too. And the first day pod, of course. Today's episode is me and Leanne. No guests, it's just the two of us talking about life, society, and things that happen every day. We were going to talk a bit about divorce and the impact of divorce on mental health. It may seem obvious, but sometimes we forget certain people when divorce happens. And we're going to talk about that. And Leanne has never been divorced. No. And her parents are not divorced, so she'll have a different perspective. My parents have been divorced most of my life, so I will bring that perspective. And together, we'll have a show. Yay! Isn't that great? <laughs> yes. And then tomorrow night, we'll do our next book club every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. You can be there. We're starting in. We got it going, and you can catch up because we just started. What's it called? Green Lights. Green Lights. Matthew McConaughey. Looks great. Yeah, it is so good. I love the book already. I am looking forward to going to my mom's house tomorrow to pick it up. Yay! And then I will catch up fully. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. Uh, well, I might be complicated. Anyways, that doesn't matter. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, book clubs every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. You're more than welcome to join us. Just DM us on Twitter or Facebook or email the show, firstdaypod at protonmail.com, and we will give you the Zoom link. It's just a Zoom meeting, and it could fit lots of people. We have... You know, uh, on average, like 10 or so people each week. So you're more than welcome to come and talk about this book. We do different books all the time. It changes. When this book's over, we'll do another book. We usually do nonfiction stuff. It's not like a fiction book club, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. it's We want to share wisdom, education, and empowerment through our book club. Yay! Correct? Yeah. So how are you feeling today? How are you doing? I'm feeling really good. Really? Yeah. I'm feeling really, really good. And oh. I um, I started Sundays I love because I always start it with our mastermind. So Yay! we did. Yeah. So we have like a mini book club that we start at 745 in the morning. And we do that till 830. And then we do our mastermind. And then um, today I had like all these things that I wanted to do. And then I thought, you know what? I like have been working like super focused and I've been having like killer weeks the last couple of weeks. And I thought, you know what? My whole family, they were all outside. And I was like, I'm just going to go out, hang out. So I literally, <laughs> I sat in the pool all day today. Wow. Your new pool, <laughs> your doggy pool. Yep. in the puppy pool. Cause Gracie won't go in. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I love the water and, um, this year, uh, did we talk about it on the show at all? Did we? I don't remember. Water? No, about the pool that we bought. No, you and I talked about it privately. You mentioned oh. to me you were excited about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, for those of you that are listening, we, um, I bought a puppy pool, but I made sure that it was long enough, like it's round pool, and I made Yay! sure that it was long enough that if I sit in it, my legs can be extended fully out and... <laughs> Wow. Today was the first day that I got to use it. And I looked a little bit crazy, I guess. I don't know. I don't care. And, no, you um, you know. You're lady in a pool. 
I'm a grown size woman in a little baby pool. But you don't know how common that is, I guess, because it's very common. Is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, when I go walks and run last summer, I saw that happen many times. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I like I am all for it. If you haven't done it like they're whatever, you can get them just about anywhere. But they're like 60 bucks, 40 to 60 dollars. So um, mm-hmm. if you're able to swing that, uh, it's highly worth it it was so nice so i got a little bit of a burn but um other than that it was just really nice got my reading done for book club yeah that is wonderful yeah did some meditation out there wow you've been meditating more recently have you been keeping up with that or how's that going yeah i've probably done um i started it last week so i've probably missed one or two days Uh uh-huh so yeah it was a phase (laughs) <laughs> What's, happening? What's that? Don't come on. <laughs> what? I'm having fun. Oh, guess who's here? He's late. Ed says, hey, sorry, Ed. I'm late, everybody. Oh, well, now Ed. we can start the show. Yeah, now we can officially start the show. Yay. Ed, you don't have to apologize to us. You can show up anytime you want. The fact that you're here at all is all that matters because any participation is quality participation. Yes. Yeah, we love it. We're, I'm we so grateful it. for everybody that, yeah, comes on and comments and... Give yeah. her advice, yeah. Well, last week we had an all-time biggest show we ever did. Tammy's here. Hi, Tammy. Tammy, Tammy was, was on, time. on time. She's always on time. Tammy, you are always punctual. Well done. Yes, she's amazing. Uh, yeah, last week was the biggest show we ever had because Ed, Ed was there, but it was the Wolves came on. Dave Wolf and Judy Wolf came on to talk about their push this past week, which we just finished for the five-day challenge, you know, overcome your cravings. And uh, I definitely did not do that at all. Here we are a week later. I'm just a living lie. I didn't. I said I would do it, and I was excited about it, and I checked it out the first day, and I watched another video the next day, and then I just continued forward on the same path I'm on, one step closer to death, one more minute lost in my life. And I'm just going to tell you the truth because I'm not going to lie about it. And I do care about myself, and today I walked around all day, and I was just pacing and back and forth and I was watching movies and I was just like thinking about the future and all these things I want to do. And then I was thinking about how I'm not, not doing any of it in the moment. So, you know, I know the truth of myself. Uh, it's a constant disappointment. I'm not doing things I need to be doing to take care of myself. And I'm just stuck here. I'm always stuck in this house and I not the house is not responsible for this. <laughs> I'm responsible for it. So. Just want you all to know the truth about me. I am definitely making mistakes on the regular, and I'm never going to lie about it. So I'm hoping that tomorrow will be a better day. Uh, Today's a pretty good day. I'm enjoying being on the show with Leanne, my beautiful girlfriend, and all of you that are here, like Tammy and Ed. And last week's show really was inspiring. But then you turn the headphones off. Mm-hmm. and you go away from the whole stream, and then it's just me, and then I'm just doing the things I always do. It's just a, it's just things I've learned to do over my life, and I repeat them over and over and over again, and there's nobody here to stop me, so I just keep doing it, and I actively get upset about it the next day and then the day after, and but then I just repeat the same cycle over and over again, so... It's the truth, and I'm hoping for change. I really am. Why do you want to change? Because I'm not. Uh, I'm unsatisfied. I'm disappointed. I'm not content in any way. So, so what would what would your life be like if you did do the change? Whatever the change is that you want to do, what would it be like? I would. I would be great. I would. I'd breathe in the air, and I would smile more, and I would be grateful for every moment I had because I was feeling good in the moment. Can you not do that without whatever? you're putting on you can you not yeah, just not, not, not when i feel this way no because i know i'm letting myself down and i'm disappointing myself so it makes me sad so can i'm you unhealthy just... too so i don't like i'm being unhealthy makes me feel bad and it brings me down does making you feel bad and and being down make you unhealthy uh, like if you just changed if you changed that part where you were just like appreciating where you are right now and like yeah. forgiving yourself and then being happy and then smiling and then doing the things that you like, would it be possible that maybe then you would just make better choices with your food afterward because you were in such a good mood? I don't know. That's a good question. So, What does Ed that have says, to say? 
Ed says, in my opinion, people don't think food is as serious an issue as, say, drugs or alcohol. For me, food robs me from being the best version of myself. Exactly, Ed. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We're not talking about drugs or alcohol here. We're talking about food. Although we are talking a little bit about drugs, sort of, but we're not. We're talking about food and sugar, and sugar is a drug because it's very addictive. It's an addictive substance. So, you know, drugs, drugs can be anything. It's a chemical that people put in a pill or they put it in a syrup and they sell it to you. So if you want to get technical about the word itself, but. At any rate, uh, I know the things I do. I, I can see myself doing them. And I have a running dialogue in my mind as they're all happening. But they continue to happen. What if we tried that this week? What if we tried what? like not worrying about the actual like decisions that we're making with our food and focused on... Because next week, we're having your brother in. Oh, that's so funny. Look at how much green is on my Whoa! the book. <laughs> That's cool. So cool. That's fun. Oh, it looks like a cross. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, so next week we are going to be having Matthew Govier on with us. And we're gonna be are we? shoot, aren't we? Oh, I had no idea. That's great news. Wonderful. <laughs> well, I'm uh, excited. I am. Shoot. I I think so. Okay, cool. Okay, so yes, I apologize if it's another guest, but I'm pretty sure that this it's Matthew. And um, we are going to be talking about the four agreements. And um, <laughs> what? Oh, Ed's being funny. Sorry. No, oh. Ed, I, I don't want to debate drugs with a pharmacist. I know you are <laughs> a pharmacist. So I love Ed. Um, yeah, so next week we're going to be talking about the four agreements. And we're going to be t getting your brother's take on it um, on ways of actually applying this because it's one of my favorite, favorite books. If you haven't read it, you have the chance now uh, this coming week to read it before our live. Um, mm -hmm. And the four agreements, we've talked about it on the show before, but the four agreements are be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. Um and so he's going to, we're going to talk about each one of them and he's going to help us kind of find ways of actually applying that to our life because it sounds good. It sounds easy. Um, it does. It does. Yes. Not always easy though. So, uh -huh. um, but it's possible and it's a choice that we can keep making as long as it's like in the forefront of our mind. So I wonder, since we're going to be talking about him next week, we could do like an experiment this week where we really focus on the four instead of focusing on our no sugar, no this, you know, I need to do this in order to be a good, healthy person. And what just we focus doing? We're focusing on the four agreements? Yeah, that's what. Oh my gosh. Am I alone in this? Is this not what we're doing? Now I have no. to look it up. No, I'm not sure. No, we are. Yes, we are. You're right. I just verified it all. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so you want me to follow the four agreements this week? Yeah, I think we both should and see if that helps with our overall health. Sure. I'll try anything once. Like if we're doing our, you should always try something twice. I'll try anything twice. Okay. Especially cheesecake. Ah! Mm, oh my gosh. I just was out. Um, I had to go to the UPS store and right next door to our UPS mailbox, it's called cheesecake on a stick. Never heard of it before. Really? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that won't be part of my my week. Is that the four agreements? Coming. No. I'm just okay. being impeccable with my word. I'm just telling well, you what I saw. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I want to wish my brother Josh well. I hope he's feeling better. I don't know if he's here tonight or not. He, uh, yeah. he, was, he was sick and not feeling well, so I hope he's feeling better soon. Uh, wish him well, and hello to all the family, Becky and... Nick Yay. and the whole crew and Jameson, of course. So yes, um, hey guys. I want to take care of myself. I do, but I lack the support in my life, and that's this is a classic responsibility issue here: personal responsibility versus support. And are you putting yourself in situations where you can have support from others? That's also part of it. 
And you can't do it on your own, but you also have to actively make connections with people so that you can have the support you need for whatever mental health issue or whatever health issue you're having in your life. I'm sick of saying mental health. I only say mental health because that's how people know it, but it's all of our health, our physical health. Mm-hmm. It's all our health. If you're yes. having uh, addiction or depression or anxiety issues, that's your health. And there's a giant ant in the corner of my wall. I see it. Oh, yummy. It's bug season, everybody. It's <laughs> hot. It's really hot today. It was so hot. It's, it was beautiful. You should yeah, have been in a pool. I would have loved to have been in a pool with you. If you would have invited <laughs> me over, I would have come over and gone in the pool. I didn't, didn't think you would. Me. Yeah, but you've been not coming over. So, hey, Tina. We hey, love Tina. you, too. You know, Tina, you guys should check Tina out. Tina Marie Brigley. She does great work, and she helps people out. She's a coach, and she is doing fantastic stuff. Please Here's her name again, and you can follow her on Facebook and go check her out and see what she's up to. Tina, give, what what were you just – oh, my gosh. I wish I was better with remembering these things. It was something like top 10 coaches in North America, in America. Okay, so anyway, do a little plug for yourself in there in the comments because I can't remember what it was. But she was in an article that was promoting coaches – and she was in there with um, Jim Quick. Um, I feel like, was it Tony Robbins? Who else was on that list? And Tina was on it. It was phenomenal. She's doing amazing right now. So, and she's just here from Little Windsor. I love it. Wow. Well done. Yeah. Woohoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great so, news. It's super cool. Um, I want to say uh, hello to the Fantasy Moose Um uh, Apparently, the fantasy moose is important and does great work with football, but also cares very much about mental health. So hopefully the fantasy moose will be a new friend of ours and we get to know fantasy moose. Thank you, fantasy moose. Are they on here? Are they in here right now? I don't know if they I don't think so. But uh, someone we followed on Twitter recently I connected with this week uh, does fantasy football advice, but also relentlessly advocating for mental health awareness. You are not alone. And there was a tweet from the fantasy moose about uh suicide prevention and things mm-hmm. like that so i retweeted that and just got to know somebody else out there who's being actively and openly honest about our issues yes yeah so, that's all that's fantastic because the the correlation between head injuries and depression top 10 coaches to look for in 2021 thrive global yeah congratulations tina um yeah, that is phenomenal about um, about them because the um, I just heard I was just well I mean we all know this but the correlation between concussions and head injuries um, and depression and suicide and all of that is huge um, and it it often goes unlocked right so um, big time big time yeah, yeah. so I'm we glad they're doing that, that. it's yeah. awful it's awful yeah. Well, I actually didn't know that. I didn't even know when I had the concussion, I didn't even know to like look for that or whatever. And I was just crying all the time and I was miserable and like it was and I didn't realize that that was a portion of that. You know, it's Mm. you kind of don't think you don't think that it's uh, that happened and that was the cause of it. It's like. Why am I being so hard on myself just because I can't read? Why am I being so hard on myself and thinking that it's something that you can control when actually it's altering your brain? So it's really interesting. Anyway, what does Ed have to say? What are you doing? <laughs> Ed says, I think it's a bit of a cop-out. If you become committed to self-discovery or change, then you will find support. Why would others offer support if you are not committed? Yes. Okay. So my question with that, that is great, Ed. Um, Mike, what did you do when you finally decided that like, this is it, I'm done with the the pills and, and everything? Did you have the support then? What did you do no. to get yourself to that point? So what happened? Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I just got, I was just out of options. I'd exhausted every other option. So that was the only option left. Well, that's not true. It wasn't? No, because you could have just stayed in it. And you could have kept saying that it's you don't have the support. And you don't have you could have kept saying that there were other stories why it wasn't working. Well, all I know is I actively put myself in a situation to 
change. This is the big thing I thought was changing my physical location, which is what I did. I moved from Michigan, left here to go to Maryland, to a whole new place in a whole new environment where I didn't really know anybody except the people that I was moving in with. And that was just Aaron and his uh, son. So, hmm. so I made a radical move and I went to a place that I knew was safe and secure and I would be supported. They weren't like actively supporting anything though. They were just there. So, mm -hmm. but they allowed me to go there. And I also got, you know, the proper medicine too. I had mm -hmm. medical and mental health. I had professionals, helping professionals, doctors and therapists and medicine and all that stuff. So you put all that together and that's how I got, that's how I stopped. And then the medicine helps you because it reduces your physical and your mental craving. So you don't mm -hmm. crave it anymore. And if you don't crave it, then you can start working on other things in your life. And that's what happened to me. I got on methadone, stabilized me, cravings went away, and then I could focus on other things like eating a lot. <laughs> so there's no magic elixir for eating, for binge eating. You know, there's no medicine I can take for binge eating disorder. Yeah. You know, there isn't. So this is tougher because it's everywhere and food is accepted amongst all of us. And there's no medical thing I can do. Like I can't take a pill and I'll stop eating. Yeah. I nice. I need a radical change. Or that's how I see. It. I need a radical change right now. I need to be out of this place and out of the same routines I'm in right now. That would definitely help me, I'm sure. If what I if was you out of Ludington. <laughs> you, Is that my answer for everything? You just you bring it up a lot, but it actually, you know, I thought about it, but then I thought about I would still be in the same spot where I was because I would still have my wallet. And I would still have all the fixins and everything I would need to go buy what I wanted to. When I went to then Ludington, just leave your wallet here and go there. <laughs> just remember, when I, remember when I bought the thing on Amazon for forty bucks? <laughs> yes, that was smart. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get that. Oh, guys, he really is trying. It's wonderful. Um, so this was a contraption that they used to. I can't remember what they use it for. I feel like it was for, is it for cookies and stuff? Or Fortune is it cookies. For anything? Whoa. Yeah. So here it is. Those are really cute. They have really cute messages in there. The fortune okay. cookies are from Leanne. She sent me these. Like, I'll open one. We'll see what's inside. Oh, gosh. No. So anyway, so. Oh, I want to know the message. It was probably, which one? Okay. Well, let's see. <gasps> I just cleaned this. Damn it. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Not me. But I do miss you. It's from Leanne. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that was funny because I'm never there. Not for 14 <laughs> months. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, so that's a big part of it too. I miss my girlfriend. We don't spend any time together at all. So that's pretty painful. So I'm We spend a lot eating. of time together. Look, we do a show every We week. do a show together? Yes, we do. We talk every day. Yeah. Uh, but I'm probably eating my feelings in some regard there, I'm sure. Yeah. But I bought this. Last fall, God, it's been a while. This was like wow. last October or November I got this. So I was like, all right, it's a time-sealed like lock. You can put anything in here, and mm -hmm. you can put it for 72 hours. And you cannot open this thing. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to stop eating by putting my wallet in this thing, and I will not eat, or I won't leave the house. I have food to survive on, but I won't be able to go out and buy garbage because I'll have my wallet and my keys. I put my keys in here because I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. So... Uh, it turns out this thing's pretty easy to break into. <laughs> so, so now it's just like a prop in the house. It's just a prop that's here so people can look at it. So if anybody wants it, I'll give it to them. You know, let me know. Yeah. So I've tried everything except what have I not tried? I don't know. I mean, Being kind to yourself and focusing on that. Be kind to me. Yeah. Be kind to myself. Yeah. Kindness to myself. Kindness to yourself, doing your best. Do my best. Yeah, because then it's not a cycle. So then even if you were to, even if you were to have like a, um, even if you were to have a, um, you know, like a, a oopsie with your food, if you were kind to yourself, then you wouldn't beat yourself up and then feel bad and then go into the whole cycle of just like, uh, yeah, you know? that's not it. 
Come on, why don't you just try it? It's worth it, no? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not like mean to myself. I don't beat myself up. I'm not cruel to myself. No, um, but you're not happy with yourself. Well, because if I was taking care of myself, I'd be happier with myself because it's a whole cycle. It's just an endless cycle. But Ed says there is medication that might offer a crutch, but you're right. They don't help in the long run. Surgery like lap band or gastric bypass doesn't help either. It must come from us making the choice that something must change. There you go, Ed. Could have said it better myself, Ed. Well done. Well done. But what kind of, so there is medication that you can use as a crutch for sugar? Yeah, well, for binge eating disorder, there's a, you know, I've seen the commercials, B-E-D, contact your doctor, ask your doctor about blah, blah, blah for B-E-D. Hmm. Didn't know. But it's not going to work. It's, it's a temporary solution. But if that's all that you need is you just need a, like a kickstart kind of thing, give yourself a chance. Yeah. Then maybe it would be. What happens when you type, what do you think happens when I type in binge eating disorder in Google? What happens? Um, Banna comes up and then you get their newest magazine. It should. Yeah, there it is. Be yourself. <laughs> so are you in that? I am in it. Yeah. Man I, that was wrote so something. exciting. Look. Oh, it's all green. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, That's I can't awesome. see it. There's no article. <laughs> That's amazing. What a cool little what, virtual reality magazine. It is. You have to go online, banna.ca to get the real thing. They just like ah. tease you with this this paper thing. <laughs> That's okay. funny. Well, it's great. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, pandemic hugs. I hope the magazine does well and everybody check it out. Remember that our friend Patrick Kelly was on the show and they were pushing Banna. Banna helps people out there. So make sure you take the opportunity to visit Banna and support them if you can. Yeah. And if you go to Banna.ca and it's it stands for Bulimia Anorexia Nervosa Association, but they do so much more than just Bulimia Anorexia. And so this magazine is all about mental health and wellness. And they actually have a portion of their website that's dedicated to mental health um, resources. So totally okay. free. Just go in and they've got really good articles and really good like kind of tips and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. All right. Well, that's mm -hmm. fabulous. I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, we're supposed to talk about uh divorce on this episode. That was the whole point of this episode. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I don't think we've done that yet. So no, but we, we can we we just cancel it. No, 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 no. Because there might be people here that want to share their experience and their insights. So let's do that. Um, and why don't we tell them why we kind of picked that, why we picked that as a topic? Well, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. No, that's not why we did it. Oh, here we go. Nicotine also suppresses appetite. Cocaine works too. See, Ed's here to help. Thank you, Ed. Thanks, helper Ed. We'll <laughs> start smoking and snorting coke. I'll be Perfect. thin as a rail in a heartbeat. <laughs> it's not funny, Ed. <laughs> it's not funny. How dare you? Not funny, Ed. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I have. I'm working on my master's in mental health counseling. So, you know, someday in the next couple of years, I'll actually be a therapist and I'll be treating people. And uh, right now, we're working on divorce. It was part of the subject. I wrote a paper about it. So Leanne's like, we should incorporate what you're learning in school in the show more often. So that's what this is. We yeah. thought we would do that and. That's what we're doing now. So this is a show about mental health mm -hmm. and addiction and all the pains and aches, but the learning and the growth and the betterment that can come from us sharing and being open and honest. So hopefully that's the case with divorce too, because divorce is very painful. And there's a lot of people that get caught up in it. And people always think about the children, you know. It became a cliche, stay together for the kids. It became mm -hmm. a cliche because that's... That wasn't even a thing. Like when I was a kid, you didn't stay together for the kids. But eventually by the 90s and after that, it became, hey, well, we'll just stay together because that's what's best for the children. That's what, you know, uh, studies suggested. But that's not true either because we know that the negative energy that you're emitting will hurt your children just as much. And if you people think their kids can't tell, I feel very, very bad for those parents who assume that children even i'm talking two-year-olds anybody any living being any human being can absorb that negative energy that emanates from 
uh, pain, uh, anger, jealousy, all of these feelings that are going on because a divorce might happen or will happen. Children especially. They're really, they're just sponges at that point. Yes. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's very, as Tammy says, yes, it's very painful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it just gets taken for granted now. And people get divorced as much as they ever have. But when you have children, it becomes a lot more complicated. And that is where I get confused because I feel bad for people that are unhappy in a marriage, but then you also feel bad for a whole family that's going to get torn apart, especially children that are used to the idea. Like, like people often say, like, well, is it worse to be 14 years old and have your parents get divorced, or is it better to be, like, four years old? And mm. I just don't know if there's ever a good time. It's always going to be a painful experience regardless. And you got to be able to prepare resiliency and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Some, yeah, resiliency. That's what it is. You, children need to be able to resilient and understand that this is a common thing that happens now. Like divorce is not uncommon, so it shouldn't be made weird. It needs to be normalized too. That's huge. That's huge. And I find that like when parents are, you know, they're saying, well, I can't because my kids are too young, so we can't really talk to them about what's really happening. Yeah. No, I think that you can talk about, like you don't have to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that like you demean the other person. Like don't do that when like, you know, the kids are coming over to my house and now I'm going to be like, oh, your father is or when the other side. But you just I think I think protecting your children's future self-worth and understanding that that will be affected whether there's a divorce in it or not. The chances of us not having self-worth when we grow up is prevalent it's going to be there so why not just like tell them this has nothing to do with you guys we both very we love you very much you did nothing for you know what i mean talk to me if you have any any questions about what's going on try and trying to and i know like like you said i didn't grow up in a divorced home i've never been divorced i don't have children i don't have a maternal bone in my body so like i get it that like i'm just talking from from my inner self um that's all you so can do. right so that's all that i can do but i would i would guess that if the kids are going to be affected regardless we might as well give them the truth and talk to them about it instead of trying to guard them from something because they're going to they're going to have these questions and they're going to have these worries so bring them out and talk to them about it you know yeah um, what Ed says, saying? I'm no expert, but a divorce is worse than a loss of a spouse. Wow. Well, that's a strong statement, Ed. Um, hmm. Interesting. Tammy says, yes, I always said my husband of 20 years and the father of my children, it would have been better if he passed away in my mind than the rejection. Wow. So this is the honest truth. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I think that's, I mean, we're hearing it directly from people who know what they're talking about here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's personal experience. It's PTSD. Wow. People, growing up, nobody ever mentioned PTSD and divorce. The only time I ever heard about PTSD growing up, and for those of you that don't know, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. So when a traumatic event happens and there's long-term occurring effects from the traumatic event, even if you don't realize it, you could be suffering PTSD and be completely clueless about it which is even scarier but it's totally true and it was never mentioned in the same breath growing up it was always war military you know like war stuff and ptsd and soldiers that dealt with it and which obviously i mean mm -hmm. violence and seeing death and gore but ptsd doesn't have to be that blatantly cruel and violent on its surface that's the thing and there's so many children that, regardless of age, they grow up in a divorce situation and they don't understand, they don't even understand how much stress they're under at the time because it's all they've ever known. But if they had grown up in a non-divorce situation, they would, they'll never be able to experience that, but they would be able to identify like, whoa, there's like a, 
a lot less of a load on me compared to, you know, being the person who's growing up as in a divorce situation, you know? It's something we cannot know. We can never... Uh, if you were one or the other, you obviously have no choice. You can only live the experience you've lived. So, mm-hmm. um, well, Michelle Katz says, could not agree more. Well, there you go. My mom's divorced. That's my mom. She yeah. got divorced. Hi, Michelle. My parents got divorced when I was about five or six years old. So that's all we ever knew. And my brothers were y- even younger than me. So they, it's all they ever knew. For the, Basically, Josh, it's all they ever knew from the get-go because he was born right, be- right before that. Um, in the end, my point being here is that we need to be more sensitive to the trauma of divorce. Because I feel like it gets kind of mm-hmm. cast aside a little bit more or people, people be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like you talk about divorce and some people won't even be phased by it, but it's a, tra- it's an incredibly traumatic event for some people and some more than others, obviously. Mm-hmm. And not just the divorce, the whole because I think that's the other thing, too, is, like, they they think that it's the divorce, like, the actual, like, event that's happening and then trying to figure it out. And then once we have a plan in place of, like, okay, but then we, like, figured it out that, you know, dad's got you for the weekends, I've got you for the week, and da-da-da, now that's somewhat normalized. It's never – it's not normal. Like, it's making your schedule easier, but that whole – however many years it is until the kids are out of the house. Oh, I'm talking about, yeah, the foreverness of it. It's mm-hmm. a forever situation. It's not just an event. Right. It's a permanent status. Right. And that's a, it's a process that goes on forever. There's no, people think, oh, you got divorced. It's final. It's not, right. It's not. That's not the end of it. That's just the beginning of it, like right. you said. And I think one thing people really don't understand, if they've never experienced their parents or their guardians being divorced or separated is the different boundaries. You have to rotate between two different worlds. And that is really challenging for children. That That's what is the biggest, one of the biggest things that's not, in my opinion, not expressed enough. I mean, what do I know? I just sound like I go around to divorce groups and chats and like know what the latest talk about divorce is. All I know is what I've read when I wrote my paper and what I've been listening to in this class you know, reading studies and what people are saying. And the studies are saying very, very matter-of-factly and clearly that divorce is a massive, massive issue of pain and causes permanent damage and depression and anxiety. And kids who grow up in divorced households versus kids that don't grow up in divorced households, there's a big difference. The studies have shown that. So if you want to talk like straight facts, studies, and information, that much I can guarantee you and confirm to you is a reality. You know, I I read a study that um, it was interesting. It was, and I didn't read, well, no, I shouldn't say that. I didn't read the whole study. I just read like the beginning part of the study and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I squirreled and now I realized I didn't actually go back to read the rest of it. Um, But they were talking about um, how they're, uh, I don't think that they, I don't even think that they've done a bunch of studies about this, but now they're starting to understand that there may be a portion of um, when the when the parents get divorced when the children are young and you didn't really see any kind of depression or anything that might have been manifesting in the children at a young age, um, and then you say that it was the divorce that kind of triggered it. But if the parents had that um, that they weren't happy and they were you know fighting and they had all this stuff. Um, and they were susceptible to, or they had depression or they had all of that. It may be that it was, um, is it heret- like hereditary that the kids had the same kind of depression in them, like through their parents. And then it's, it's, uh, they want to research it more to see if it's, you know, oh God, I wish I could find I'm okay. look you're, doing, you're doing a great job. I'm going to look it up. But it's, it's along the lines that they want to do research on finding out if it was the – because there's some kids that go through divorce and they are resilient in the end. And they are – they they haven't come out with the traumatic toll that other adults have. Mm-hmm. So they're wondering if maybe that's a portion of it that it was already um, – they were already predisposed for – 
the depression and the anxiety and all of that kind of thing before. And it wasn't necessarily the traumatic event that was the cause of it. You know what oh, I'm saying? So you have the information on this? Yeah, I I saved it because I wanted to. I squirreled, right? So I Squirly. read it. It was really interesting. And then I saved it and then I never went back to it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's okay. Look, it's not your fault. These things Yeah, happen. keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Uh, Michelle says, it was more traumatic for my children than I could ever have comprehended. I thought it would be so amicable. Nope. I had my children 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Never went with their dad and still have not talked to him today. 14 years later. Wow. Damn it. Oh. That is intense. Yeah. Ed says, I can only imagine how hard it is for the kids. Their whole identity and place in society comes from their family. It must be so challenging for the kids to develop a sense of belonging. That is one of the problems. Yes, yeah, the attachment issue, you know, and this is attachment growing up. The attachment with the mother is a, you know, it's a big theory by, uh, what was it, Piaget? I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah, attachment is very important. And newborns and infants, they create an attachment with the mother right from the get-go. And you can even go to daycare and stuff, and that's still cool, but there still needs to be an attachment that's created. And if that gets messed up, that can cause damage. But that's usually earlier, like we're talking first 18 month stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Michelle says, I saw immediately, but there was nothing I could do about the other parent. And, you, you know, you got to feel bad for other. You got two people who are divorced. One parent sees what's going on in one household, doesn't like how the things are going over there. So that parent is upset about it, but doesn't know what they can do about it. Or if they do complain, then it just starts a fight because these people are already divorced. So if you have people that are divorced, there's likely some type of bitterness, resentment. And if. I think my point here is if you are going to get divorced, you really, if you have kids, if you don't have kids, you know, get divorced and just get out of there and you don't have to do this work. But if you have children and you're going to get a divorce, you have to establish a bond, a non-love, I'm talking a a non-romantic love bond with the other parent. That, this is, people stay together for the kids. It's actually easier for them to stay together. Because that's the easy way out. The harder way is to still get divorced, but establish a platonic bond with the other side that allows for a healthy relationship to evolve between the two sides. So there's no infighting and there's no arguments and there's no contempt going on between the two sides. You have to, you truly, if you're a parent and you really do anything for your kids, you have to do what's best for them. Go beyond yourself. You created a child, so you have the responsibility. You already made that decision when you created the child. So you can't go back on it. You have to go all the way. And to do anything less than that, you are failing as a parent. I will say, flat out say that. You are letting them down. If you know, if you know that you can help them, but your pride or your own ego gets in the way, or your fear, or your fear, you're letting them down. That's the hardest part for people to do. And it's easier said than done, of course, but... I think people just really also need to understand the important responsibility of having a child. And that that's a whole nother story. People don't do that. They don't. It's like, yeah, oh, we're I having agree. a kid. The gravity of that responsibility may hit them, but I don't know if it really does when things get down to the core of it. Because you have to, if you're going to create a child, you have to be able to sacrifice yourself. That's how I see it. That's why I've never had a kid. I, I'm not, I know that I, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? Are you here? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're still here. Yeah. Gracie ran in with dirty feet. So they were yelling. Oh, Gracie. I love Gracie. (laughs) She's learned this new thing about opening the door with her with her nose. (laughs) Oh, I love when she does that. And the grass is all wet outside because of the pool. And so now she just came in through the house. So they forgot I was on a on a podcast. Anyway, yeah. No, she knows of couples who divorced but instilled love for their children together by setting their egos aside. Oh, that's that's good news. That's that's huge. And I, it is, it is a huge responsibility. Um, and I think you're right. I, I don't think that people think about the full responsibility and the full gravity of having children. Um, nor do I think that they think about it either about getting married. Like, do you know how many people have told me 
through this pandemic even, well, why don't you guys just get married? It'll just make this so much easier. Like just get married and then you guys can see each other. And then you get like, I love him and he loves me and we probably will end up getting married, but we're not going to get married because it's just the easier thing to do for paperwork right now, you know, and then (laughs) find out that like, you know, things are different and that because it's, it is like the whole rest of your life and children, especially. Um, But the other thing that like, so I just to play devil's advocate, um, because I do agree that yes, they like the parents do have an obligation to the children and they do have a responsibility to the children. Uh But we like the parents are also people that are going through a divorce and they are people that are going through their own stuff. And it is difficult, I would imagine, um, that they have to, especially when they're younger, like, like imagine us, they're in our thirties and having children and then breaking up. And now we have to navigate our, our marriage splitting up and trying to take care of like, and it is, it is our responsibility. I get it. But it's also difficult to be able to manage your own mental health and your children's mental health. So I get what's happening. It's not right. And we do have to have more responsibility. But I also get it. Like, so I feel like once we become, once we become adults, I feel like we need to give, there's a lot of people that don't give their parents not slack but like forgiveness on the way they did their best when they were you know going through it and there's a lot of people that don't they say you know my parents screwed me up my parents got a divorce and they didn't handle it right and it screwed me up but like they were going through and they didn't they also like especially people our age people our age they didn't have the internet to like have these kind of forums that were helping them understand that they're not alone, that like, this is important, that the like, the trauma that happens afterward, you know what I mean? They're just trying to navigate it and do it the best that they can. The mothers are Mm. turning into single mothers all of a sudden. They, you know, there's all this. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, anyway, I just, I feel like. What are you doing? I don't know. I'm watching your face and I'm, I'm just, I don't know. So anyway, well, we but got a big uh, comment here from Cole. Okay. Okay. What do you think would people say divorce should be illegal? Saying that if you take vows before God, it should mean something and that you should honor the vows till death, even if the relationship becomes abusive, etc. No. No. That's completely absurd. I think that's a completely absurd. Why? Because why would you ever it's so I don't agree with I don't agree with not allowing abortion. So I'm on a totally different fence that stuff happens. Yeah, we want, you know, it would be nice for everybody to be married and stay together, but it shouldn't be illegal. The abuse is the illegal part of it. That's the illegal part of it. And then you get out like, no. No, I don't I don't think that it should be illegal. Okay. I do I, I do however I do like the idea of uh is it here? See, I don't know any of these like laws and stuff, but I think here Tammy actually might be able to help me with this. Um I believe that we you have to be separated in Canada before you just file divorce. I think you have to like at least be in like this interim part of like, are you just having a fight and you just are sick of it and you're just moving on? Or is it like legit, you need to divorce kind of thing. So um, I do like that idea. So then people aren't just jumping to the divorce. Um, But no, especially if there's abuse, get out. Very well said. Ed says, Mike, I could not agree more with you about the role divorced for their kids. I have struggled after my wife died with being the mom and dad for my son. Then I realized I can only be the dad and my son's aunts and grandma can play the mother role. But I can only imagine how disadvantaged my son feels only knowing one parent. 
That's very powerful stuff. Very honest. Ed is always very forthright. We really appreciate that, Ed. I know I do. Yes, uh, absolutely. Tammy says, Ed, I remember when my son played sports and I tried to be both parents. And my son finally said, Mom, I need you to be my mom. And mom only. That's an interesting line. Wow. Huh. Okay. And then uh, Cole from Twitch said in response to his question or her question, just curious since a lot of people being religious consider divorce to be a big no-no since you swore before God. So, okay. so well. we just had a we just had a huge conversation similar uh, in our book club mastermind this morning. Oh. Um, yeah, because the book that we're reading in there is B, and <laughs> the conversation that we were having is um, it, which chapter we were talking about, like fate versus freedom. Is that what we were talking about? Anyway, I don't know how it got into it, but we were talking about how if you um, we have the Ten Commandments and as a Catholic or as a Christian, you have to follow these rules. And if you don't follow these rules and when you get to the pearly gates and like Paul, whoever's there, like at the pearly gates to like check you off the list to get you into mm-hmm. heaven, yeah. then if you if you haven't lived that life and you've like you know, screwed up a couple of the commandments, then apparently he has like the, the authority to just say, no, sorry, you're not coming in. So, and if you, um, don't accept God, and this is just like, this is just part of like Catholicism and Christianity and stuff. If you don't accept God as your own, or like uh, you don't accept God, then you're not allowed into heaven. So we had a big conversation about that today because we have, um, a couple people are, um, very Christian. Uh, then there's me that's, I was raised Catholic and I believe in a higher being. I I do believe in Mary. I do believe in God, but I'm not, uh, I don't agree with a lot of Catholicism. And then we have another guy that doesn't believe in any of that. So we had a very, very good conversation. And, um, it was that whole thing about, you know, all of these arbitrary kind of rules that like, I don't know, there's just, it's so flawed. So you're in an abusive relation, like what you're saying, you're in an abusive relationship. That's okay. As long as you don't get divorced, because then God's going to look at it like that's wrong. I don't, I don't think so. Anyway, the God that I like, like he would never make you stay in something like that. In, In my opinion. And so I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's there's okay. like okay Tammy, may, Tammy may even be able to like, well, actually, Tammy, if you want to hit on that, that would be great. Hmm. Well, Tammy says that uh, she was separated first and he was having an affair for a very long time and then moved in with her. So that's what happened with Tammy. Oh, lovely. Michelle says, I came to the conclusion I could not be the mom and the dad, although I tried. And Tammy agrees with that and saying, my situation had nothing to do with religion. It was all about my children first. And as a Christian, Tammy says, I have been divorced once and I'm going through one now. So there you go. I mean, it's not about religion. It's about, you know, freedoms and rights and uh, having the ability to say, you know, it's not working out. So if you put your ego aside, says Michelle... And you put your children first. It still isn't easy for children, but I think it makes for a better transition. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds simple enough, but that's not always how it goes. So, and you know, the truth is, what you think is happening, or what you think your intentions are, are they happening? Is it happening? Is that what happened? You'll never know unless you have a very open dialogue and you connect with your children. Mm-hmm. And I'll give my mom credit. You know, she uh, put us in therapy when you know I was like eight years old. You know. So That's we went, awesome. to a, went to a child therapist and all that. So she was making the effort to try to like say, oh, I know this is a big deal. Let's get some conversation going here with somebody who's a professional. So my mom That's deserves brilliant. full marks for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much it helped. So maybe there is no helping it. Who's to say? Uh, I do know I liked her, Diana. She was great. So. She's still alive. I called her when I moved back to Michigan in 2019. I remember I, I called her up and I found her. She's still alive. She's Aww. like 82 years old. 
And uh, she still has her practice over in Farmington Hills. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was going to go in and visit her, but I canceled. I didn't do it. Why? I don't know. Hmm. I thought about it. Something about insurance or something. I was like, oh, I'm not paying a bunch of money for this. So. <laughs> okay. And that's how it goes. Anyways, the point being is the divorce. Just remember, it's not about, it's about you, but it's not about you. And I'm not here to tell you what's what. All I know is I have my experience. And uh, based on the studies that show the pain and trauma of divorce is long-lasting and could affect you forever. It doesn't have to be forever, though, if you can try to get out in front of it. It's all about communication for anything. Any traumatic event needs communication. We can't just sit there on our hands. Right, Leanne? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I even if you can, just take that from this episode, that if you are going through, um, you know, mental health, and it would be one of those things that you could, like, say that it was, you know, oh, I come from a divorced family, but really, really start thinking about that and talking to a professional about that and, and, and getting through that, you know, that's not enough to say, um, there's so much trauma. And then what the story is behind it that we kept and that we kept perpetuating with all the rest of our relationships and the rest, not even romantic relationships, just all of our relationships and our fears and everything that went into it. It's, it's just fascinating how one event can really affect your entire future if it's not handled properly. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It really is. It really is. Look, yeah. emotions are always going to be really tied up in events like these, especially ones that involve love and very, very, the most tightest connections possible, familial bonds, marriage bonds. These are going to create a lot of emotions. And I'm sure a lot of people, if they watch this or they hear this after the fact, they're going to have a lot of comments on this. We would love your feedback. If you have experienced divorce yourself, uh, you're a child of divorce, whoever you are, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the impact of divorce. Did it make you stronger? Did you find resilience in it? Uh, Did it not? Did it break you? Did it cause tremendous pain that you still deal with to this very moment? Please comment in the comments or email the show, firstdaypod@protonmail.com. Or you can DM us on Twitter or whatever social media you want. Our Facebook page, we have conversations there. It's all part of the process. So that's pretty much it. We did another episode. I would love to talk about this a lot more, but, you know, other things to do. Other things that need to be done. But Mm -hmm. we will continue this conversation anytime, any place. I want to thank all the people that participated the tammy and ed and michelle well, well done great job yeah, everybody thank you you guys you, my god thank you your insight yeah your insight drove the conversation anybody anytime is welcome to participate in the show this is not just mm-hmm. about me and leanne this mm-hmm. is a unified community of people talking about mental health so that hopefully we could ease other people's burdens or they don't have to go through it all mm-hmm. they could prevent any type of pain or reduce the emotional burden for anybody that would be wonderful if we could do that no guarantees that we will, but we try. And I just wanted for our our new person there, the uh, Colerton. I didn't see the name that came in. Um, Colerton. Yeah. Oh, okay. So thank you so much for reaching out and and making those comments because I don't remember seeing your name on there. So I feel like you're you're relatively new to our podcast. Um, I just want to say that. Um, so yes, Mike is going through and getting his master's, but we're in no way, um, kind of giving any kind of advice or anything and especially me. So I hope I didn't offend, uh, anybody when I'm giving my thoughts or my opinions, because I tend to get very opinionated. Um, that's what we want. That's why we do the show. Yeah. So we're my really, love. when you're coming here for our opinion and for a great conversation, um, so, um, yeah, I just wanted to just say that, and I appreciate you. I hope you come back, um, and these comments are just, they mean the world to us. So, Well said, my dear. amazing. Well said. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. That's right. This is all just for the betterment of all, but we are not professionals at this time. So thank you very much. Don't forget the four agreements. Yeah, if you want to catch up on it, we're going to talk about it next week with my brother. Licensed professional counselor, Matthew Gobier. It's going to be a great time. He's been on the show many times, and it's been a minute, so we look forward to having him back. Until then, I am Michael Gobier. She is Leanne. Hello. This has been the First Day Pod. Bye.